0: Welcome to the leadership series on the sofa with Angie. Today's special guest is Rupal Patel, who is the head of data and risk intelligence at ASIN. Um, Rupal is also the founder of Women in Risk and Control. Rupal, it's a pleasure to speak to you today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Angie. Excellent. So, um, so Rupal, you have won many awards, including uh, being listed in the Women in Fintech Power List 2021 um, and also a Women in Fintech Shining Star. Um, so firstly, huge, huge congratulations. Thank you. Um, what does winning those awards mean to you?
1: Um I was not expecting them. I um, applied for them through a colleague of mine who said, you've done some great work around leading diversity initiatives, working in the fintech industry and moving across from financial services. So I think um, I'm hugely proud of those awards, um, but more so I'm proud of the work that I'm doing to achieve those awards and to lift gender diversity um, in that space and also to work in technology and taking the financial services industry into the era it needs to be in, you know, off of those spreadsheets um, and doing the cumbersome work and using the brains in that industry to really analyze data. So I see huge power in technology working in the financial services industry to just propel the growth of the industry as a whole. So I'm hugely honoured to be part of the whole fintech world, as it were.
0: Thank you. And um, I mean, it's a great achievement and obviously testament to your passion for promoting gender diversity in the industry. Um, And also a few years ago, you founded uh, Women in Risk and Control. Um, What prompted you to to find this organisation?
1: I moved out of investment banking, so I have had a career of 20 years in the top-tier investment banks, working in a range of different functions, and I moved into a fintech company looking at risk and control, and we were looking at how is risk and control represented in the event sector, and can we do webinars or presentations, and a lot of what we saw was the stereotypical um, person, let's say, being represented on the panels. And my CMO, my chief marketing officer at the time said to me, Why don't you consider looking at a woman's network? And I said, There's so many out there. I really don't want to flood the industry with just another woman's initiative. However, I am so deeply ingrained in risk and control. I love it. I'm a bit of a geek in this space. And I also love what technology can do to drive this part of the industry. And when we looked at the risk and control space, I know there's fantastic. Women, fantastic men at the top of that game, who should be represented on these panels, and I couldn't see them. And so I thought, you know, this is the opportunity that I have, where I have backing from someone senior within my organization who wants me to do something. And I reached out to a few board advisors that we had at the time, and I must mention Sally Clark. She's she's been hugely influential in helping me um, to build this, and she was one of probably the first people that I went to to say, is this a good idea? Does it have legs? Is it unique enough for people to want to join it? And Sally's a board member um, with it and Annette in many different areas. So um, it was hugely important for me to have discussed this opportunity with someone who really knows the game well and is at the top of their game. And that's really what led to me finding Women in Risk and Control I think one other piece of it is I've had a long career in investment banking, um, mostly with a lot of men who are in investment banking, of course. And there's been a lot of women along the way as well. But unfortunately for me, my experience has not always been positively supported by those women in all instances. And I just don't see why that should ever exist. I think women and men should help each other. There is no need to not help each other. You can be competitive and still help each other. And for me, that's a huge part of developing women in risk and control is to say, we have a group of bright individuals. Let's share that knowledge and help each other to get to the next stage in their career. And we can be competitive while we're doing it, but it doesn't mean we knock each other off. So that's a huge part of what I'd like to build with women in risk and control and the leadership team that we have. And that's A few of our goals is to build that connectivity, build a platform for others to grow as
0: well. Absolutely. And and sort of the power of networking, connecting with others, speaking to other role models is so important for for women in their career development. Um, So along those lines, you're very passionate about allyship um, at work and the importance of having a group of allies to help you in your career development could you share a little bit more about how that's helped you
1: sure I mean maybe I should start with saying I wish I knew this at the start of my career so anyone out there who's starting or even midway through just you cannot underestimate the importance of having a good network and that term is so cliched in terms of make sure you build your networks make sure you're connecting with the right people in an organization But really what it means is to make sure that you have people in different parts, not just of your organization, but outside of your organization that are part of your network, meaning you can go to them to ask them for advice, meaning they could be your mentor for specific skills that you're looking for. So, you know, Angie, you are phenomenal in the event space. I would love to come to you as one of my kind of mentors in terms of how do you build out women in risk and control? That, that's a part of a network that we have. But there's people who are technically good that you also need to bounce ideas off. So I would say, don't do things alone. You might think that, you know, to go to the next level in your career, you need to hold everything in and, and get to that next stage by yourself. But I would definitely um, recommend that you build a group of individuals and, and even a group of other teams that you can constantly and continuously go and engage with. And don't forget that actually talking to somebody once is great because you've got that foundation. But keeping that network alive is is the real piece, which is what's going to get you to that next stage. And you never know who you meet um, or where those connections can come from. So be really open minded about those conversations that you're having and take each conversation and really listen to what people are saying. Um, Sometimes we switch off. And I must admit, I did this um, early on. If they went in my sphere of the world, talking about risk and control, or talking about what was in my head at the time, I may have switched off a little bit and just thought, I don't really need that connection. But actually, you don't know where that conversation is going to go. So be engaged in the conversation if you're going to have it and listen intently. And if you want to take that conversation further, then connect with them in a month or in two months or as quickly as you, you feel like you can.
0: So much practical advice there, absolutely. Um, The first being that as a leader, it can be very lonely at the top. So the importance, as you said, of being able to connect with other people, go to them for advice. I think often we feel that we should know all of the answers, but actually, you know, nobody knows the answers to everything. So, you know, having that vulnerability and confidence to go and speak to others, Um, that in my mind is where where innovation happens that's the power of diversity of thinking and and bringing together different people because that's where the magic happens I, I totally agree and I think in the
1: last two years having worked at ASIN that's exactly what we do as teams we are all from such diverse backgrounds but the power of being vulnerable and saying I think I have the answer, but I'm not sure if I'm actually there and I just want to check my thought process with you. That opens up a whole new level of opportunity in terms of what you as a team collectively can do and build. And, and I love that about my job, but more so I love that I'm learning that about what, you, what that can do for your career, um, which I, I didn't really explore before. And I wish I'd just understood that a little bit better and put that into practice of being able to say yes I've been in my career for 15 years whatever that might be but it still doesn't mean I know everything about it and sometimes we're so hooked on the idea of because I've been here more than two years I need to know everything there is actually it's okay to just
0: say you don't know it but you have to be honest
1: in that approach I think.
0: Absolutely and there's something very powerful about having the confidence to say I don't know everything and You know, and I think as a leader, it's important to have that level of humility as well and to trust the support of others. Um, You also talked about, you've talked about allyship, you also talked about networking um, and networking, you know, the importance of having a diverse network is so important for your long-term career development. And I know this is an area that you're very passionate about. How do you go about building a diverse network? So
1: this is is really difficult if you're not out there. So first of all, you've got to be open to talking to people who don't necessarily look like you, are in the same job title and role and function as you. They might not even be in the same industry, but they may be in a parallel industry. So be open to the connections that you can build around you, first of all. Secondly, I'd say you do have to have the confidence to go into a room or go into a conversation and have an idea of what you want to talk about. Have that elevator pitch of who you are and what you want to say, because as as difficult as it is to get to that elevator pitch, it's important to know who you are and to be able to articulate that, to get people interested in having that first five-minute conversation with you otherwise they're going to be like I see other people in the room I want to talk to so you know you've got to be confident in yourself um and that comes by surrounding yourself with the right people from being intellectually curious and asking questions of everyone all the time and that's okay because that's where creativity comes from so for me networking has been about being open keeping the doors open um having conversations with individuals around topics that are interesting so I'll give you an example Um, I'm very much into the risk and control space I see an article on LinkedIn I love the article I read the article I comment on the article and I actually say I'd love to do something with you would you be interested you know be bold enough and be brave enough to ask those questions you don't know that Actually, a lot of these people they, they might have fancy titles, you know, women of fintech powerless, who cares? Um, you know, it's nothing. We're, we're all human. So just reach out to those individuals. And you don't know, they they will be more than happy to probably have a five, 10-minute conversation with you. But um, be bold and brave is what I would
0: say. That that's the advice to networking. Absolutely. Be bold, be brave. And Also, when you're networking as well, um, a a lot of the time we focus on being interesting as opposed to being interested. And I think when you flip it and be interested and curious about other people, it actually makes it much easier. And also people enjoy talking about themselves as well. So you can, rather than feeling that you have to be interesting the whole time, focus on the other person. Absolutely.
1: I think, you know, a lot of it is, it's not all about you. It's it's about learning from other people. So yes, have that elevate to pitch, keep it short. Don't go on for forever. Um, and I just remembered be bold, be brave. I actually got that from someone else. I have to give kudos to Terry Dehan. She is absolutely phenomenal. So anyone who watches it, do like look at her on LinkedIn as well. And we were talking about, actually, it's a, it's a good point. We were talking about being bold and brave so that you don't worry about failing. Everyone will fail in life at something. So be bold and brave and fail at things. That's okay. If people don't want to have that conversation with you, that's okay. You tried. Um, But don't worry about the failure because if you don't try and put yourself out there, you're never going to
0: succeed. Absolutely. Some great advice there. And my final question is around sort of um, securing pay and promotions. What advice would you give to to women who are really looking for their next promotion? This is
1: so close to me because I must say that I fought a lot to get promoted when I was in investment banking and it's a tough space to be in. So the allyship, the networks, being seen and being heard is absolutely critical. Um, So when I say being seen and being heard, I don't mean just walk around the trading floor, for example. But I mean, talk about what you've been doing in your role to other teams, not just to your line manager. Make sure that when you've achieved success, that you talk about that success and you weave that into another team and you say, I've achieved looking at how we can manage, I don't know, MIFID2 more more effectively. Um, This is where the geek in me might come out when I start talking about acronyms, but You talk about how what you have done benefits another team, not how it benefits your team. And how can what I have done be leveraged within your team so that you do something more effectively? That's where you build that wider capability to be seen as a a leader outside of your own space. Um, So first step is definitely promote yourself. Don't boast about yourself, but you promote your achievements and your team's achievements. And you can do that collectively, not just individually. So that's the first step. Secondly, um, don't rely on other people to, to be that advocate for you. You are your own best advocate. Yes, your allies are there and your sponsors are there and your mentors are there. But if you're not gonna talk about yourself, no one's gonna know who you are. And thirdly, I'd say one more thing. Pay is such a difficult topic. Um, when you're asking for a pay rise, It's very easy for the person on the other end of the line to say, you're getting paid what everyone else is getting paid. You're on par with everybody else. And for you to then say, actually, no, I don't think I am because of X, Y, Z, be prepared for that conversation. Have all of the ammunition you need, all of the facts you need before you go into that conversation. And if you want that promotion, tell people what you've done to get it, not just I really think I deserve it. They need to know the exact facts, the exact figures. I achieved a 200% reduction in the cost of doing X, Y, and Z by doing A, B, and C. So make it very clear and very easy for that person to take that line and go and tell someone else that line.
0: Such fantastic advice. Thank you. Be prepared, do your research, have the facts and figures to substantiate the work that you've been doing and showcase how it can help your own team and other teams around you. Um, So thank you so much, Rupal. It was such a pleasure to speak to you today. Um, So much practical advice there. So, So thank you very much for joining us on the sofa today. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.